Hello everyone, I'm Corey and we're talking manpower. Today I'm with Mr. Jay Aronowitz. He's a retired SES and Deputy Assistant Chief of Staff for G1 for Civilian Personnel. He retired in August 2015. Mr. Aronowitz, thank you very much for being here today. I appreciate you coming out of retirement to, to speak with me. Thank you very much, uh, Corey. I absolutely uh, look forward to the opportunity to speak to you and the, uh, the careerist. So I want to talk a little bit about your career path. Um, so, so tell me about it. Well, you know, I started uh, in federal government in um, 1982, coming out of graduate school, uh, and I came in through the Presidential Management Intern Program, which is now the President Management Fellows Program. Uh, I came in uh, career program 11 um, and was initially doing organizational uh, studies um, and analysis. Uh, I started at headquarters CID, which was in Falls Church, Virginia. Um, and having come out of graduate school and uh, having taken uh, some quantitative backgrounds, I was asked to, uh, to participate in a study to build basically manpower standards uh, for criminal investigators. Um, really, the senior guy uh, on the team um, saw some of the abilities that I had in the quantitative area and um, quickly pushed me uh, in front of senior leaders to present a lot of the material um, and the analysis that, uh, that we had done. And that was really my first exposure to, uh, to senior leaders uh, in the Army and in federal government. After about um, four years at CID, I moved on to uh, headquarters AMC, uh, spent about, uh, about uh, 18 months there, um, got into Manpower Staffing Standards, the MS3 program. Uh, which was uh, also establishing staffing standards uh, for different functional areas within uh, within the Army. Um, and then from AMC, had the opportunity to go overseas um, into a programming job, uh, which was back in CP11, uh, where I first got exposed to the program and, uh, and budget process in the Army. Again, at a very low level. This was uh, not at the Army command level, but at a subordinate uh, command level. Um, within the organization in Europe, the 21st Theater Army Area Command, uh, I had about five different assignments um, in three different uh, organizations within the uh, command. So I moved around over those uh, 10 years um, and was promoted uh, twice. And, and really it was um, in Germany that I got my first management job um, as a GS-14 uh, division chief uh, in the manpower force management uh, area. Uh, from there, um, I had a, a mentor who really encouraged me to uh, take a development assignment back to uh, back to the States, uh, which was um, in the mid-90s. And after I returned from that uh, development assignment, which was a year, uh, the same mentor really pushed me and encouraged me to apply to the Army War College, which I did, um, and went to the, uh, to the Army War College as a resident uh, student uh, in the 98-99 uh, time frame. Uh, and I kind of look back on, on that um, period as, as really key in my um, personal growth and, and development in terms of um, really having a mentor for the first time, understanding how important this individual would be in my career path and career growth. Um, also at the War College, um, the individuals coming in are, are primarily lieutenant colonels. Uh, there are a few colonels. Um, but at the time, there were lieutenant colonels such as John Campbell, 
who was the vice chief of staff of the Army and is now the commander of, um, of Allied forces in Afghanistan, has retired. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dennis Vi at the time, now General Vi, four-star commander at, at AMC, and a number of other um, general officers and senior civilians at these courses. And so um, I started to really understand how important relationships were because these lieutenant colonels um, were coming in and had had gone through a lot of courses together themselves, whether it was at the captain's level at Cube at the time or CGSC. And so by the time they got to the War College, they had already had 15 years um, of relationship building uh, amongst themselves. And as a civilian, we, we don't have that. Um, and so I started to pick up on the things that were really important uh, to, to leadership, uh, at least within the Army and the, uh, and the DOD structure. Uh, from the War College, um, I uh, became a division chief at the uh, Manpower Analysis Agency out at Fort Belvoir um, and was ultimately selected to become director of the uh, force management, I'm sorry, of the Manpower Analysis uh, Agency um, at Belvoir. Uh, while I was out as the director of uh, the Manpower Analysis Agency, the uh, ASA, MNRA, asked me to lead a study of um, diversity in, uh, in the Army. And my first thought was that, well, gee, that's not what the Manpower Analysis Agency does. We do manpower studies. Um, but understanding that you don't tell your boss no, um, I led a team uh, of about uh, six analysts uh, in doing the study and spoke to commanders um, and civilian executive directors across the Army, um, went out to academia and private industry to talk about diversity and what it really looks like and presented um, our team's findings to the uh, Chief of Staff of the Army uh, and also to the, um, to the Under Secretary of the Army. And, and that project really became the, uh, the foundation for the Army's diversity roadmap. Um, as a result of that study, the um, ASA MNRA uh, asked me to serve temporarily as the uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary for EEO and Civil Rights. Uh, and again, I had never had an EEO job uh, before in, in my career. Um, and when I spoke to him about my concerns, um, again, I was a GS-15 at the time, and this was an SES uh, billet. Um, you know, he said, uh, Jay, I understand that I'm not putting you there for any of your technical abilities. I'm putting you there for your leadership and, and, uh, and insight. Um, and so again, another point, an inflection point in, in, in my career in terms of understanding, okay, so what does it really mean to be a leader? What do you need to know? What are the expectations of those um, above you in terms of your uh, competencies and capabilities going into leadership positions? Um, from that acting deputy assistant secretary position, um, I was then asked um, to move into another um, uh, SES billet temporarily. Um, as the uh, Acting Deputy Assistant Secretary for Force Management, Manpower, and Resources, which um, at the time was a political uh, billet. Uh, CRIP Program 26 did not have any, any SES um, billets at the time. Um, and over about a six-month period in acting in, in that uh, position, um, the ASA MRA at the time decided to move around some of his career and political uh, SES billets in the organization. Um, the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Force Management Manpower became a um, career uh, billet, the, the first um, CP26 SES billet in the Army, and I was fortunate enough to be selected for the position. 
Uh, and then after about about um, three years in that billet, I was asked um, if um, I would move over to become the, the uh, uh, assistant G1 personnel um, by the uh, executive uh, resource board uh, or the board that manages the um, the allocation of uh, SESs and the movement uh, across um, uh, functions. Again, I've never been a uh, civilian personnelist in HR, a new career program to me. Um, I was also going to be the functional chief representative, which meant that I'd be responsible for the professional development of about 5,000 uh, careerists, um, not having come up through the ranks, which was um, really daunting and, and, and challenging. Um, but, um, you know, it was kind of, um, when I say that the, the, those two positions, uh, I mean, not just being the pinnacle of my uh, career, um, but really challenged me and really stretched me, um, in particular working at, uh, at this level in the Pentagon. So, again, looking back at, at, at the, my career path, um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say that it's not a common or an uncommon career path. Um, a lot of it was not planned or by design. It was a question of being at the right place at the right time, uh, having some great, great mentors um, throughout my career who helped me uh, make decisions on what jobs I should consider going into. Um, the career path and career development today is a lot different than when I came in. Um, you know, we have the uh, Army Civilian Training Education Development, uh, the ACTEDS uh, plans that are developed, which really lay out a clear um, career map or career path for, for individuals who really aspire to be, uh, to be senior leaders. Well, everyone, that's all we have time for today. Our conversation with Mr. Aronowitz will continue tomorrow. And until then, have a great Army Day.